Diverse is brought to you by SWE Advance, supporting the recruitment, retention, and advancement of women in engineering through career resources, professional development, and one-to-one networking opportunities. Hello, I'm Jessica Rano, FY17 President of the Society of Women Engineers, and this is SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. Hi, I'm Penny Worsing, Chair of the Governance Task Force that's working on ways to create more meaningful leadership opportunities for SWE's members. Uh, we've recorded a number of podcasts on governance updates. Those are available at governance.sui.org. This podcast will focus on section support in the new governance structure. Um, section support is an area that's of great interest. Everyone understands how vital it is that members and sections feel connected at the local level. And there was concern that without the regional geographic structure, this connection might be lost. Um, So the task force reached out to the professional excellence team to see how best to provide the support. Joining me now is Karen Roth. Karen is the FY17 Director of Professional Excellence. She is a professional life member of SWE and a member at large. Her role as Director of Professional Excellence includes oversight of the curriculum and leadership coaching committees which has led to her involvement in the governance restructuring to ensure uh, the society's professional development offerings are in alignment with and fully support the needs of the membership moving forward. Karen, thanks for joining me. Uh, Please give us some background from your perspective. Thank you so much, Penny, and thanks for having me on. Uh, Coming into the professional director of professional excellence role this year, I knew that there is going to be a large governance impact on my job. Um, In the previous four years, I was the deputy speaker of the Senate and also a a professional senator. And so I had been part of and seen a lot of the governance recommendations, questions, uh, discussions, commentary all along the way. And so that made it uh, easy to roll into this role this year. I had actually worked on the Senate subcommittee evaluating the government's recommendations, but I kept a pretty keen ear on what was going on on the section and region level as well um, due to my past experience as a leadership coach myself, and I had interest in keeping tabs of how it was going to impact my subgroup. SWE's current strategic plan already has a focus on improving training for leadership coaches as well as evolving the committee in general, so we knew there would be an area we would be working on this year and the governance recommendations made it a good match. When we learned that those recommendations included a broader section support type of role, uh, we had some filtering to do to understand how the committee was going to change. Uh, My task was to filter through all the recommendations, work with the teams to include the leadership coaches or LCC, curriculum committee and HQ and come up with a vision on the way forward that included the entirety of the professional excellence team. We wanted to make sure that we had a holistic approach and a streamlined approach that made sense for the team working together and everyone had distinct roles to perform. Wow, it sounds like the strategic work for the leadership coaching committee had a lot of synergy with 
the task force directions. Um, how did you approach the changes? So we approached it as a team. We didn't approach it as curriculum or LCC or HQ. We wanted to approach that as professional excellence. So we started by meeting at conference, uh, learning more about what each other did, what our focus areas were, what our goals for the year were. In the past, these three groups have had separate goals in the strategic plan, and while they used each other as resources, they weren't inherently working as a unit because of those separate goals. We had a big team meeting in Chicago at SWE HQ to work out a lot of the big, hairy questions on what was doable, where there was concerns, uh, where the strengths of each team was, and where they wanted to continue to leverage those strengths. We came out with a proposal. It gave a distinct focus to each group that allowed us to address the governance recommendations while still being able to meet our goals for the year. One of the bigger changes was actually with Curriculum Committee because they're a relatively new committee, only about six to seven years old within SWE, and they had been initially created as an advisory group, but without any active day-to-day -day tasks. And so if they weren't asked to advise on anything, they might not actually have anything to do for a whole fiscal year. Their new task is to now manage what we're calling the content baseline for the society. With a big focus on the SWE leadership competence competency model for growth and skill building, we needed to make sure that members had a better way to not only find content, but also to find content that met their training and enrichment goals. We didn't want them to have to hunt and peck for it, and we needed the coaches themselves to have a complete baseline to be able to pull on for training. The curriculum committee is currently working with HQ and all committees across the society to develop that baseline and mapping it to the competency model. Starting next year, the team will conduct an annual gap analysis to ensure the current needs of the society are met, make recommendations on new content, what content to retire, or where updates should flow, and then engage with the content owners to ensure changes happen. This way, we'll have one monitored repository and can eliminate some of the overlapping content from different groups who may or may not have known materials available or created their own material to fill a perceived gap when they didn't know what else was out there. Wow. So, so the members of the curriculum committee will now have a much more active and meaningful leadership role, one of our goals, uh, and the information that's being provided to our members will be more easily accessible and more current. That's great. Um, what else is happening? So we also had to look at HQ and LCC. HQ's role will, for the most part, remain unchanged, but they will be adding additional resources for each of the teams to work with, especially with some technology needs for both of the committees. We tried to focus on how to best use volunteer time while not expecting volunteers to also work on things that they're not experts in, like branding or doing contracts for events or managing huge, massive spreadsheets that were just getting out of control. We wanted to make sure they had the right resources. LCC will definitely be making some changes as well. Um, honestly, I would call them more changes to streamline best practices um, than they were specifically to meet the needs of the governance recommendations. These are things that we would have wanted to do with the committee anyway in the next year or two to help meet in an evolving society that's doubled in membership in the past 10 years. Uh, the model that we used to create the Leadership Coaching Committee back in 2005 um, from that Section Vitality Task Force, we're not the same society as we were then, and we needed to make some changes to help support that. Uh, the things that we did those 10 years ago um, when we were only 10,000 members 
um, we wanted to be able to continue the momentum that we have today and ensure the same high quality of service for all of our sections, domestic and international. That, that sounds very consistent with the other changes the governance task force is pursuing. We started off with a premise that LCC's focus would be section vitality. Now, that may not sound terribly shocking to anyone listening to this podcast. Of course, LCC's focus is section vitality. But we had to use that premise because there's areas that were in the governance recommendations that made assumptions on other things that LCC might take on that were related uh, more to what regions had done in the past. And also, in general, some of the material and content that uh, LCCs created over the years had started to veer from that baseline. It was created um, uh, based on what sections asked for or section needs were, and we really wanted to maintain that focus on vitality itself. We wanted to focus on best use of volunteer time and expertise to ensure the group was well-trained in this one focus area versus trying to be a drack of all trains for anything uh, that might actually come up, which is a little bit of the problem currently is because the society has grown so much. It's, it's impossible for one coach to know everything of what the society did. And so if we maintained the vitality focus, we could also focus training for those coaches and make sure that they knew where to go for resources to help out as well. We want to build a team of coaches, people that are great at working with groups and on one-on-one, -on -one, listening to issues, identifying best practices, and then putting together a game plan with a group to make it better. So with that focus, we're going to assign a coach to every section, group, or affiliate in the society. Some regions already did this, while some used a more holistic approach, but we found that interaction with the coaches was better when the sections had a distinct point of contact to work with. We also said that the job of coaches was to consult, coach, and train their assigned groups, and also to utilize other materials and resources as necessary. And so some regions had focused their coaches on training, some um, individual areas had focused more on just consulting. The coach needs to be able to do all three of those and make sure that the needs are met. And so if training isn't the right resources, then it'll be a more of a consulting experience. We're also going to have a group with subject matter experts or SMEs. Previously, we expected coaches to know everything on how the society ran, like I mentioned. But there's naturally going to be some people that know more others based on the experiences um, so with those SMEs, we'll have specific individuals who are knowledgeable about those areas can serve, who can help to serve as resources to the coaches. Um, some obvious areas are like finance, audit, uh, conflict management, those kinds of areas that are necessary for our day-to-day -day business, but not everyone is experts in and not every coach is an expert in. So that's when they'll pull in those subject matter experts. Um, your interactions with coaches are going to change a little bit. Um, but your every section's experience should be a little bit different. It really depends on the needs of that section. If they're asking a lot of administration questions, then the coach should be connecting them with the relevant HQ resources. If the group is looking for more training on salary negotiations, then the, then the coach should be working with curriculum committee to find the best content for that training and perhaps bring in a SME if needed to supplement. Coaches, are, they're going to act a little bit like a program manager and fill in those gaps with their own knowledge and resources. 
We also create some new lead positions with the, in the committee to focus on enabling communication and collaboration with other committees to continue continuing our mission of section startup and managing current content available through the committee. Wow. So, so going forward, each section will have an assigned coach to focus on vitality as well as help to find specific answers depending on what the what the question is and where best to get the information so that that sounds like a great uh, direction how close are we to having this in place so our end goal is to have everything turned around by the end of next fiscal year right now we've got plans um, each committee has was tasked with creating a plan and a timeline that they believed was feasible but we're still really early in that rollout stage uh, we had to make sure that we knew what we wanted to do and that all of the people around us, uh, we had taken everything into account. Curriculum is already submitted for and gotten approval on a new charter and they're actively working on putting together that initial baseline I talked about. Uh, LCC is in the process of selecting a new chair elect and leads for the new structure that they've laid out, but they're not going to have a new charter till the end of the fiscal year. We're planning an in-person training for all of the leads in conjunction with Board One to work out the tactical execution for the rest of next year. By we 17 next year, each section, though, should have gotten initial communications from their assigned coaches. The committees, all the society committees should have gotten initial communications from the collaboration lead. And the SME selection process should be well underhand and in progress. In the August-September timeframe, you're going to be seeing a lot more marketing on the new model and calls for participation. Um, we've actually had over 60 applications from interested SWE members to come on to the committee, and we're really excited about that. So that's a huge step for us to be able to fill out and expand the committee to meet the needs of these new goals. Um, we're going to need to grow to ensure complete coverage and provide those SME resources as well. That's the really important part. Um, if you know anyone, I would encourage you to step up or recommend another SWE leader for some of these positions that are going to be coming out. Uh, like I said, in probably the August-September timeframe, you're going to be seeing a lot more material on that and the focus areas for the SMEs that we're looking for right now. We'll be able to fill some from within the committee, but we'll definitely need some other resources from outside to come and help us out. If you've got any questions on that rollout, the impact to you, uh, please feel free to email me at any time. You can email the governance at SWE.org email, and it will be forwarded to me through that route. Great, great, Karen. So, so this new coach position sounds like a great opportunity for someone who's passionate about SWE to get involved and really make a difference. Uh, again, going back to those meaningful leadership experiences. How... How are you going to ensure that the coaches are set up for success? So we've talked a lot about that um, because the committee has grown so much in the past uh, five plus years to try and meet the growing society needs. Uh, we knew that we were going to have to do some background structural work to help out and make this a success for everyone. Uh, make sure that the coaches can do their jobs and do them well. Uh, this includes a more comprehensive training program for the coaches that will be supported by our new SMEs. And so a little bit like what I talked about with curriculum, where uh, we wanted the SMEs to be more than just advisors that were there when they were called upon, but to also use their resources for internal training as well. 
Uh, we're going to be prototyping some of our material in e-learning modules that coaches can use to support their consulting. We'll be working with HQ to integrate into the new learning management system that's going to be rolled out. And that's a little teaser from Professional Excellence. Um, if you haven't heard, we're going to be working on this management system. So you're going to see a whole new structure in general for professional excellence content in the next few years. Um, we want sections and individuals to be able to track what material they've done and see some, and be able to identify options to fill training gaps. Uh, we're gonna be creating more comprehensive coaching, tracking and evaluation system, not only for coaches, but making sure that we understand the feedback that we're getting from sections and are actively filling those holes. Our current pen and paper system, uh, it's just not working. Um, we're not getting the level of information that we need to do better and to grow as a group. Uh, simply put, we've grown into size and the society needs are such that we can't work off of spreadsheets anymore. It's not manageable. There will be some bumps along the way in the next year. So we ask you to be patient with us. So if it's, you know, our stars, our calls don't come out till the end of September, it's still okay. We're still on path. Uh, we really appreciate your support in getting to the next step and helping us out with all of the feedback and information that we've been getting from members in the past year, though. There's a lot of things that we've additionally considered, and we consider it to be part of the role of the professional excellence team, but we had to put on a future goals list. Uh, our focus for this year was really about how do we get this structure in place to support um, and not trying to make sure every single detail was taken into consideration. Um, we wanted to, in the future, we're going to do some more things like engaging with our SWE international ambassadors, our SWEFLs, uh, making sure to fold in their knowledge and expertise. But that will come after the structure piece of that. So there's a lot of things on our future goals list that will start to roll into place in FY19 and far future years as well. One of the other things that we also were asked to address and look at was the leadership summits that most regions uh, run every year and what those were going to look like. We found that after talking to the governors a lot, talking to different coaches that had done and worked at all of these summits over the years, that they all look radically different from each other. They had all grown out of different concepts, different ideas, uh, levels of coaching involvement were very different. And so the board actually created and approved a leadership summit task force for FY18 that's going to look at everything that is done and recommend a path forward. You're going to continue having leadership summits in FY18 as you have in the past. But in the meantime, this particular task force is going to look at how to standardize and ensure quality content for those moving forward. Your coaches will continue to be involved. They'll continue to be part of that task force. That voice will be heard, but the task force will be leading that moving out, not directly your leadership coaches. Uh, we're going to expect a recommendation in probably winter of next year so they can start creating an execution plan for that FY19 concept and what it's going to look like. Wow, Karen, it sounds like you and your professional excellence team have lots of great plans to help ensure SWE continues to support Section Vitality. And, and in doing so, you're providing some great leadership experiences for our members. Thank you so much for sharing this um, information with us today. 
I want to thank those of you who are listening to the podcast and, and reaching out to learn more about what the society is doing. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about the governance updates, you can go to governance.swe.org or email your questions to governance at SWE.org. Karen Roth has been talking with us about the changes that are coming in section support. Karen is the FY17 Director of Professional Excellence and a professional life member of SWE. Karen, thanks for participating in SWE's podcast series. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to explore additional offerings from SWE Advance at advancedlearning.swe.org.